feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Streaming Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Oh, sorry, Matt. I was just listening to a true crime podcast. and uh, What is this, 2012? <laughs> <laughs> it felt like yeah. it while we were watching uh, Only Murders in the Building, that's for sure. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, if you guys haven't uh, listened or watched one of our streaming reviews before today, we are reviewing Only Murders in the Building, the first three episodes, which are the three episodes that are available to you right now on Hulu in the United States and Star Plus internationally if you have Disney Star Plus on your Disney Plus. I know it's confusing, but if you have Star Plus on your Disney Plus, you have access to Only Murders in the Building. Or if you're in the United States, it's on Hulu. Easy as that. Uh, Eric and I watched the first three episodes today. Um, we will be reviewing those. We won't be putting a score on them or anything. We're just going to be chatting about how we kind of felt about those three episodes. If we uh, suggest that you watch it, if we are going to continue watching it, uh, and then maybe on the main podcast, the Untitled Movie Podcast, which you guys could should go subscribe to either right here on YouTube or podcast services. Our 101st episode with Kyle Marchin is up right now. You guys can listen to. We might talk about it on a weekly basis over on that show. Uh, but for today, we are reviewing the first three episodes. Eric, take it away. What is only murders in the building? Yeah. So uh, as we were talking about, it's a fairly quaint, if dated premise where, um, you know, true crime podcasts and murder mysteries have been popular for almost, you know, 10 years now, whether they, and I guess they still are, Yeah, but... they still are, but I mean, they've kind of run a course where I think the novelty of presenting them both in podcast form and on Netflix or streaming services have, have kind of run its course a little bit or become sort of mainstream to the point where it's just saturated the market. Um, yeah. and so this kind of almost feels dated and maybe that's part of the charm of this. Um, but essentially what you have is, uh, a trio of characters played by Steve Martin, uh, Martin short and Selena Gomez, all of which, um, are characters that are very avid, uh, true crime, murder mystery, um, sort of individual Podcast podcasters, fans, yeah. fans. They're, they, and, and they start their own podcast once there is a murder in their building and sort of, you know, in each episode of the three that we watched, we get a little behind the scenes of each one. Steve Martin's character is this over the hill uh, TV actor who used to be on a show in the 90s called Brazos. And it kind of almost feels more like I mean, he references even in this little kind of like fake clip from his show in the second episode, uh, like Kojak and things like that. But there's a scene where like he's using, you know, floss from what looks like mm -hmm. 2004, 2005. Eric had a weird problem with the floss. I did yeah. continuity wise. <laughs> it just felt like it, it was a little it was a little bit of. Uh, after its time, so to speak. Um, but it, it, it's basically like um, uh, Beretta, if you remember that show with with Robert Blake. Uh, less sure. problematic because, you know, the, right. uh, Steve Martin's character is not a wife killer. Um, and then you have Martin Short, who's uh, this in-debt theater director and, and sort of seeing his backstory of trying to, you know, get financing to pay off some outstanding uh, apartment fees. Uh, then Selena Gomez, who is kind of the linchpin of the three and kind of also the mystery or the mysterious one who is kind of also a hardy boys fan and is also intrigued by this 
murder that kind of unravels or begins as a suicide and slowly ravels into a potential murder. And the three of them, you know, bond over this experience in a way. And there's some sight gags overall. Uh, it's kind of hit or miss in terms of its tone. Sometimes mm-hmm. it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think when it's at its best, it's just, you have these two pros in, you know, Martin short and Steve Martin, just kind of bantering back and forth. And again, I think there are some very charming, delightful kind of easy moments to kind of, you know, enjoy and laugh with instead of laughing at um but tonally speaking it just kind of feels a little bit awkward because it's combining both melancholy and mystery and it doesn't always kind of mesh together mm-hmm. and i i think it's unfortunate that it comes off of the heels of the white lotus which i actually uh quite liked which is doing kind of a, a similar satirical kind of take on you know the we don't know if it's a murder right away in that show, but a uh, the mystery, the who who done it, the you know why is this person dead now or who killed this person kind of thing. Um, and I feel like Mike White's The White Lotus on HBO, which all takes place at a you know at a five star kind of resort uh, in in the Hawaiian Islands. Um, I mean, it took me a little while to warm up to that show as well. So I, I, I'm kind of looking at that, seeing the whole picture, where in this we're seeing only the first three episodes. And it did take me like, you know, three, four episodes of The White Lotus to kind of warm up to its tone. But I feel like I feel a, a similar way how I felt at the beginning of that, but even more, kind of less so, where uh, I told you off the bat when we were watching it, I'm like, I'm just not the biggest Steve Martin and Martin Short fan. And I mean, I'm indifferent over Selena Gomez, and I think she's maybe, you know, one of those she's a i think she's acting i think she's miscast in this yeah a little bit um and then martin short and 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 steve martin just feel weirdly i know it's co-created i think by steve martin right but like they they just feel weirdly out of place and you mentioned sight gags and like it's totally a little bit awkward in moments where it is trying to take this murder mystery you know seriously but it's more about these characters and their kind of what they've been through and why they are so obsessed with this stuff of trying to distract themselves over what's going on in their own lives and things like that and living in this fictitious new york apartment the arconia which kind of an affluent yeah yeah and 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 it's based on uh the arsonia which is again it's it as you mentioned, affluent sort of elitist type kind of um, home or apartment building. And you kind of look at it and think like, okay, these are the kind of people you'd expect to be living there, you know, of the baby boomer generation, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of hanging on. Who've been there for 30 years because they got it when it was much cheaper in New York. Yeah. And and there's all that kind of New York stuff. And I think some of the actually character actors that they have living in this building, I think are quite good. Like you can, I'm like, yeah, I've, I've met that person or I've seen that person when I'm in New York, they've kind of nailed all that. Kind of or stuff. you've seen that actor before, like Jackie Hoffman sure. is is one of yeah. the tenants who was in Shiva Baby uh, earlier this yes. year, and, yes, and things like that. And like it, it, it's it, it's a roster of character actors and theater actors that you've probably seen on TV or in films before, and they're usually you know that guy or that girl that you you've seen yeah, tons which and tons is- of times perfect for a murder mystery like this right you need eccentric characters with great character actors that all can kind of have a motive of why they would do this and things like that um some of the humor i did actually 
kind of laugh at, which like I, I then turned to you as we were watching and I was like, okay, maybe I was too harsh. I like Steve Martin. I just don't like Martin Short at all. I've never liked Martin Short. That's interesting because Steve, Steve Martin, Martin Steve, like I actually do like Martin Short, but I, I don't think like Martin Short when I think of, you know, great comedic actors, sure. he's not necessarily the first kind of go-to guy Some, he's always bothered me dude and i don't know why like i've just never liked martin short and i don't know if that goes back to the santa claus three when i was a N- did you ever boy. watch uh, um, uh the father of the bride movies with him and and steve martin when he plays the wedding uh, planner i believe so but like does again don't care about either guy so i just i feel like i watched them when i was younger but like when did they come out so they were the early and 90s then, Right. So, yeah, that was of our time. And, and that's and when I, Martin I was most popular, them, but, right? Like, like yeah. it, it does feel like, I mean, Martin Short, you know, with Jiminy Glick and things like that has kind of sure. been in the consciousness for a little bit Never longer. Never did anything but, for me. No, I, I agree. I, I'm not the biggest fan of, of that character, but I, I liked him on, on SCTV. And, and I think that, like, uh, Joe Dante's inner space is a lot of fun. And, and he's actually yeah. very good when he's kind of going full out slapstick in his performance and i've always thought that the best steve martin is the steve martin who's kind of bordering on sort of being a jerk i think that's why yeah. he works best in something like planes trains and automobiles or dirty rotten Scoundrels. i totally agree yeah when he does stuff like la story which i i still like or the jerk or the jerk yeah <laughs> although he's not really a jerk in the I jerk know, know, he's he's more absent-minded and, and aloof um, I know, I but know. with with L.A. Story, you know, when when he you know wrote that as well, he he tends to go on a, a, a whimsical kind of side where like the world is opening up or, or sending him signals and signs in ways that are, mm-hmm. you know, directly to him. And that kind of feels a little bit new agey at times or that can be dated. And I feel that there's a little bit of that in here with some of the special effects where like it's yeah. almost like a yo-yo thing where they talk about like you know it's like when a trampoline goes, trick kind of yeah, thing when, bouncing back kind of thing when right? something goes down it comes up again yeah. and, and it has a way of being cyclical and maybe that's a way of representing even you know short and 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 martin's careers over the years because i even feel that there's maybe a a a, a spicy mcdonald's nugget of uh truth in we did try those today we did. those that review review will probably be on the main yeah show, but in, they're pretty good in martin and in, in, in steve martin's sort of uh monologue that he has about you know being alone and you know not being able to work well with others and being awkward because yeah he was a star on snl and and is a very accomplished banjo player and and did well but at the same time like someone like charles grodin he he never really found like that filmmaker that really knew how to use him properly or he just never became a star even though he did well, and, and like, I mean, having watched, you know, you recently rewatched uh, Little Shop of Horrors, like that's another mm-hmm. role where you where he's great. He's amazing in it because he's so smug and and again, abusive and nasty. And I almost feel that that works better than him kind of being the ho-hum kind of straight man kind of role that he's normally. But there is a little bit of with. that in this as well, right? Yeah. Like he is, he plays this, you know, yeah, this actor, this aging actor who doesn't work much anymore. And like, he's kind of known around the building for being kind of that, right? Like where he not just keeps to himself, but is a little off-putting to other people. And I, and I think he, I agree with you that he is best when he is like that. And I feel like there are some moments in this 
from him. And it's that really dry sense of humor or their little sight gags that he'll like kind of do or just things like that, that actually did make me laugh quite a bit. Uh, but I actually, uh, I do agree with you with the, the whimsical stuff too. And kind of when the, the show gets a, a little too stylized, it just kind of does not work at all. Uh, the ongoing mystery uh, of the show of, of who killed this man in the building, like three episodes in now, um, they give you more than I even thought right away. And then, um, but then they kind of, you know, in episode two kind of ex explain moments that tried to just, you know, trick you by going, Oh, these two characters don't know each other or whatever. And then they give you like a line of dialogue that kind of is, ridiculous and it's just a kind of so you see the writing there when it comes to like a mystery show and i think like you really have to be careful and you have to plot it out really or else you'll kind of see those cracks and see how they're just trying to trick you as an audience and then it doesn't feel believable or um or satisfying because you go oh well sure those two characters you know why they didn't acknowledge each other in that um well it was because of this but that's a little ridiculous but we need to write that in there or else you'll go why didn't they acknowledge each other over here and the only reason we didn't want that you so you wouldn't know by episode two that this twist was coming and i'm like that's the kind of stuff that just bothered me and then ultimately by the end of episode three and even where they end on that is um is i think a punchline or just like kind of a joke or just a gag but like and maybe the show is ultimately just going to be about maybe the guy ends up he's just committed suicide. That's almost my theory. And it's really going to be about maybe the three of them just, you know, finding, you know, their inner things and getting over their past and, and kind of moving on and or needing this thing that, you know, become friends with all one another and find other people because they were all kind of loners in different ways or or something like that that's ultimately what i think the show will be about is that those the, the group of those three of martin short and well sorry martin short and uh gomez um and i i don't know like i'm mixed on it like i thought it was perfectly fine um i just think that i'm not really interested in the mystery of where it's going like i'm not like oh shit i need to know where by in White Lotus, I kind of started to see that stuff and I'm like, the, the characters were interesting and eccentric enough. And then I kind of started to see what Mike White was doing with some of the, you know, social commentary he was making, having this taking place at a resort and, and using the people of Hawaii and the people who work at this resort and kind of targeting them by these kind of, you know, rich white people that are just assholes to everyone. And I don't know if this show is doing that as well, but um, too early to tell, but it, it doesn't really... I'm not really interested to see where it, it's ultimately headed. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, they mention certain things where it comes to, you know, like what are white men afraid of societal change and yeah. colon cancer, but it's not all that biting or satirical. And again, like the concept of this feels dated because it's not necessarily like a parody movie of, or a parody series of, you know these movies and tv shows and podcasts that have come before like you're there you're, you're no, obviously thinking it starts like, with the episode as a podcast yeah. kind of title thing and it, it kind of yeah and you're thinking like something like serial which kind of ran its course exactly like eight years yeah. ago or that's what i like mean that and that's now. what i thought of the or most making a murderer like right on netflix yeah which are both you know over you know three to five years old each. yeah and then like, with like kind of the 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 new crop of the whodunit films and thinking of like thinking about it yesterday well, yeah. and shows as well like you mentioned the white lotus being popular obviously knives out um mayor of east town and, and yeah. that's the thing mayor of east town found a way to 
hook you at the end of each episode to bring you back into the in, mm-hmm. into the following one where this doesn't this kind of is no. almost more anecdotal in a weird way in terms of it's like you know it's it's a comedic punchline but it's never enough to entice you to watch more even though your curiosity will kill the cat uh so to speak in in how maybe you'll just want to watch it through if you're a completist um but watching it you're kind of thinking to yourself like it's 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 an easy watch it's a very passive watch mm-hmm. uh but at the same time there's something about it that like again feels that feels like it is mimicking even with the hateful eight which i think was the real film that kind of kicked off all these new who done it uh films cuz knives out i think is getting a lot of credit but you know the hateful eight came out before that and i almost feel that tarantino kind of sparked that a little bit more and sort of reinvigorating uh that genre of filmmaking and so you're seeing a lot of that and we're going to be seeing even more of it in in the next few years and this one just kind of feels and looks a little flat i think the cinematography is Mm -hmm. too clean and cheap looking weird commercial breaks that shouldn't be there yeah it's it's almost as if this was meant for you know fx or fox and then you know when they decided to move it to uh hulu and and disney plus star and in canada and other parts of the world um i will say that there i think there is an ad version of hulu but eric and i obviously we don't live in the united states so we're not completely comfortable with what hulu offers but even then that still feels kind of weird with the like yeah like it's like why do you need to have those breaks unless they're thinking of like maybe syndication rights or something like that i i don't know um it it just it's it's a little odd because again if you don't have the commercial breaks i mean it's not even like tubi where like if you're watching something on tubi you know like 30 minutes into the film or show you're watching there will be uh almost like a youtube commercial break uh depending on how popular the film or show you're watching so like i understand that i mean tubi is a free streaming service so that's how they make their 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 money sometimes it's harder to time where a commercial break should be so why not include it if you know it's going to be on services that will have that but that just took me out of it a little bit as well but i agree with you on the filmmaking side of things like everything from the cinematography to the music to the you know lighting just it made everything kind of feel a little flat i totally agree yeah and there i mean there are some good filmmakers behind this with with jamie babbitt and 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 um gillian uh robespierre who uh, directed obvious child who directs the third episode which we watched right um but it just kind of feels again dated and a little bit predictable and i think that the character moments help but it hinges so much more on the character moments that when you get back to the murder mystery stuff which ultimately doesn't matter but to your point the way that they pace it out it kind of feels like they could have gotten over all of it in the first episode and ultimately Mm -hmm. what it is is a story about lonely people coming (laughs) together and 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 kind of bonding over their shared you know hobby and obsession and sort of turning it into something more and and i like the idea of and creating something out of something where there might not be anything and that's, that's where i ultimately think it's going to go and that's the, that's the most fascinating part that that i think you brought up really in, in an interesting way because there's a couple other movies this year that have done that where i remember earlier with the mads mickelson film riders of justice where sometimes characters want 
or are looking for things to be there and they're just they aren't and it's almost like mm-hmm. you're projecting onto yeah you know a scenario because you 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 need it to be you there. need it, it more than it is actually there yeah. and that's what i ultimately think and that's what we talk about why each episode isn't ending on some like it it almost is in a satirical sense ending on one of those cliffhangers that's supposed to go here's a new suspect or here's a new piece of the mystery but each time it almost seems so focused on you know either one of the three main characters and what they're projecting that it doesn't feel like it's an actual lead right like especially at the end of you know the third episode i feel like there is something that is more of a gag or a bit rather than an actual piece of the mystery that it is exactly what you're saying eric and what i was saying earlier is like it really feels like yes it is about these three characters their loneliness them trying to obsess over something because they're distracting themselves from their own problems and i mean maybe one of the characters is more involved directly but we don't have all that bit and i'll we'll get little pieces i think the mystery will be about their lives and they've given you tidbits of what's going on in their lives or what happened in their lives which led them to this point and i think that might disappoint people ultimately i don't know like i feel like if if the mystery is like no it it was what they said right at the beginning, but they just kind of projected this because they needed it more than it actually kind of where the clues and, and uh, evidence was. But but in a way, that's uh, what a know. true podcast kind of is, yeah. because like unless it has been solved and the mystery mm. is still ongoing, a lot of them end on sort of an anticlimax where a, oh we don't know <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 almost like the the build up and and sort of the initial kind of setting is the most intriguing part of of listening or getting involved you know on a weekly basis or or a bi-weekly basis depending on when you know they release new episodes but then when it has to come to a conclusion sometimes that conclusion isn't satisfying what whether or not you're trying to figure out the story as as it's forming or it, it just doesn't have a, a an ending and and mm-hmm. maybe that again is a commentary on you know endings in general where you know life is not as satisfying as the world that you know you create in your own mind or or the play that you create in your own mind the way that you see you know martin short and 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 steve martin vicariously living you know in their their heyday and and always talking mm-hmm. about you know the, brazos the and splash are funny though. yeah yeah splash <laughs> yeah. the musical which again is like it does have this sort of like spider-man, Spider-Man turn in, off the dark yeah, turn off the dark kind of thing i almost feel like it is a jab at that or or like anything that julie tamor you know directed on broadway <laughs> um especially when it gets into like this kind of like dark kind of part of like you know people getting hurt because they've added a pool to the the stage um but there is there are some good moments and i do i actually do like both short and 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 yeah. martin i i just think that like it's a fairly breezy watch and it's not necessarily that you know addictive or 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 you know intriguing to kind of get involved in that mystery get entangled in the world where you know you mentioned you know the mayor of of east town or even true detective hbo and white lotus yeah and those shows manage to hook you and yeah it's manipulative and you know that it's doing it on you know intentionally but it earns those moments and it, and it, it makes you excited to watch each and every week where this mm-hmm. kind of is like, okay, like I had some fun. Maybe I'll let it pile up a couple weeks and maybe I'll watch two or three of them again. But yeah. Like, and revisit it down I... the line. And, and yeah. it's, and it's weird because again, even though it doesn't look great, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it does, and, and it takes place during the the winter. It does almost weirdly feel more like an autumn show, um, mm-hmm. just with kind of again like that kind of color palette that it has, and and right, everyone wearing nice coats and scarves and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, but then again, there are the theater world and actors and people like that as it's well. True. So you know, they're just going to wear that anyways. Um, I do think that this is a show where you know if all of the episodes were out because they're only, you know, half an hour each that I probably would have just powered through and watched it. Even I I know I'm contradicting myself a little bit by saying like, I'm not that interested in where it's going, where they leave us. But I feel like if I had access to all of them, I'd be like, okay, I'll just, I'll get through this now and I'll just see where this goes, where on a, I think it's actually to its detriment to be a weekly show because I feel like I, I'm exactly with you where I'm kind of just like, I don't know if I am really excited for next Tuesday when a new episode comes out. And um, yeah, it's not like the Marvel yeah. stuff where like each and every week when you get a new episode, I mean, with where we are now, what if, you know, we're, we're getting episode four um, as we're recording this uh, tomorrow. Um, yeah. And so with that, that feels more like appointment viewing where I almost feel the, the Netflix strategy of, dumping it all at once on their site would actually maybe benefit a show like that but it this is show, but it yeah. is also a, a, an easier watch like to spend a uh, half an hour or an hour kind of just every week indulging like in it that, it doesn't demand yeah. too much of you and it's and it does like if you if you've ever been to new york it does make you long to go back it is a a, a very much a, a a travelogue in a weird way of just the sights the sounds in the city and if you love New York, you'll you'll I guess get maybe a bit of a kick out of that as well. Yeah, or if you are a, a huge true crime person, like I, I feel like maybe if and you're still into that kind of stuff. Like I feel like there are people like Eric and I who maybe like you probably listen to serial. I like that was probably the tail end of my, you know, true crime, you know. Well, making uh, a murderer was or, that was the was the yeah. big one on And on I never Netflix. even watched that. Yeah. yeah. And and again, it um, does feel just five or six years too late and like you know almost like steve martin my sister still loves that stuff so i feel like she i don't she and it's all she listens to right like and i know um what's that podcast the huge one that she listens to with the two women that talk about murders good question i think it's one of those it's one of those subgenres that will never go out of style and it'll always be of interest my favorite murder my Got favorite it. murder I, didn't have to look I mean you even look at like truman capote's in cold blood i mean when that book sure. came out that captivated the world and that was oh, a very specific been a, murder mean, yeah. story right like the, the the idea is that you know people love to escape their own reality and no matter how grim it is you know they like to put on the detective hat and say like okay this is how i would solve it or you know, put the pieces together. And it's like, it's like a puzzle. You just, you're, you're oh, always, yeah, everyone, yeah. you're always trying to figure out, you know, it are, is your version of the story or is your version of the narrative, the right version. Were you a Hardy boy guy when you were younger too? No, I know. I, 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 I mean, I liked Sherlock. Uh, I like Sher- Jeff Hardy, baby WWE. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes about. was, was the yeah, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes was sure. always kind of the, like, you know, whether it was, um, Jeremy Brett or or Christopher Lee and then obviously Benedict Cumberbatch as well um or just you know the the classic Sir Arthur uh, Conan Doyle stuff but yeah I, I I think it's intriguing and if when it's done well 
as you mentioned, those other shows, the, those are the ones that will. Oh, it's great. Have you They're a back blast. Like a great murder mystery movie or show is is a blast if done really well. So I understand. It's I agree with you where the podcast stuff. Like, yeah, I know there are people who still are obsessed with this stuff, and ultimately, maybe we're just in our own little world, not realizing that it's still gigantic so this show probably still makes sense to kind of capitalize on all of that but um right now i'm kind of mixed on it there are some funny moments uh some fun performances uh i'm not really intrigued by the overall mystery um but i kind of see where i think the show is going with focusing on those three characters but um i think i'll let this one pile up a little bit and then maybe watch the rest of them um but i'm not in like a super like I'm not in a rush. Like we're leading into TIFF right now, and I just like I don't have the time. And um, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a, a nice little like oh, I need a breather from all the heavy TIFF stuff that I'll throw this on for 35 minutes. But I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on it. So I'm like, if you're, if you have, I mean, you have Disney Plus, and if you're in Canada and have Star Plus, um, or or Hulu, like it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, but. It's uh, I think those other shows we talked about, like Mayor of Easttown and White Lotus, that kind of have similar themes and are a similar subject kind of thing. Um, or that I, first I season go, of True Detective. Like, I feel like that is, is like the perfect, standard yeah. for, you know, the long form mm-hmm. murder mystery narrative that is also very much character driven. And, and that kind of also deserves more credit for kicking off an interest in mm-hmm. in or a renewed interest in the sub totally agree and i i think personally if you're looking something that's a little bit more like this that is a little satirical well this more the other show i'm talking about more white lotus but like has some comedic elements with some eccentric characters that are very funny and some great actors like white lotus is is spectacular or twin so peaks <laughs> Yeah, I know that's true too. Which is, um, I mean, I mean, that was the whole, but that was truly that first season of Twin Peaks was truly focused on who killed Laura Palmer, right? Like that was mm-hmm. the mystery of that show, even though it's not a true crime story. Um, it, it definitely kind of captivated, uh, you know, a, a wide audience that had to tune mm-hmm. in each and every week. Where I agree Absolutely, with you yeah. that this is a show that I would maybe wait until it's, you know completely finished and available on disney plus star and then i would kind of maybe binge watch it and finish it in one go because again it's very easy to digest and just enjoy for what it is a a sunday afternoon watch oh it never felt like a slog or anything so like i i definitely think like i i mildly enjoyed it it's just i'm not super invested in it so um take that with a grain of salt i guess like it's we're not true crime guys and i feel like i'm not and i'm not a martin short or steve martin guy but i think that trio of them are good i just it didn't do much for me so uh you guys can check out the first three episodes now then there'll be uh, episodes weekly both on hulu and star plus like we mentioned uh we're not going to put a rating on it because it is incomplete uh which is what we do with our streaming kind of reviews uh but thank you all for listening we have uh and watching uh, we have many other reviews that we would love for you guys to check out. Uh, Shang-Chi comes out this week, so you guys can check out our Shang-Chi review from last week. Eric, what else do we got going on? Well, we'll have um, a review for uh, Worth, uh, which is the 9-11 drama with uh, Michael Keaton and Stanley Tucci. On um, Netflix, yeah. Yes, on Netflix. Uh, if it's Disney Star Plus and Hulu, Vacation Friends is out <laughs> right now. We have, a, we have a review for that. Uh, Candyman, uh, The Night House. 
uh, Paw Patrol, What If, uh, Vivo, Annette, uh, Free Guy, The Suicide Squad. So we got lots of reviews. And you mentioned that you guys Tiff, can check out. and we should plug yeah. that quickly that um, we will have uh, quite a few uh, reviews as the festival begins. We've actually already seen a movie that uh, will be a fun film, I think, to talk about. Um, and Absolutely, we will yeah. keep it spoiler free because we realize a lot of stuff that we're seeing will be for the first time and we want to make sure Mm -hmm. that people you know enjoy their first experience with the film but i think you know this tiff is going to be very exciting with some of the stuff we'll we'll have uh, reviews up for yeah totally agree um yeah we'll have tiff coverage from september 9th to the 19th probably before then probably after then uh so you guys can get all that stuff right here on youtube or on podcast services at untitled movie reviews you can subscribe to our other show untitled movie podcast on podcast services and untitled movie conversations so just search those or you can find them all over on our letterbox hq which is untitled underscore movies uh all of our links to all of our socials uh we post all of our video reviews there um you get the podcast links everything our ratings all that jazz is over on letterbox so that's probably your best bet over there uh as always my name is matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can follow me on all those social medias at matt Rohrbeck. and i'm eric marchin you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211 until next time don't stand so close to me